And we're back with a special episode 19 of the Graphic Content Podcast. My name is Jim Mason, and I'm here with my partner in crime that you usually hear alongside me, and his name is... Adam. You son of a bitch. (laughs) You son of a bitch. The last two episodes, you railed me for not giving my last... Hi, my name's Adam. <laughs> Fuck you. Oh my that was calculated. That was good. That was, that was good. Well played, sir. <laughs> Live on the air. Burn. Burn. I mean, a laser burn. Oh, my God. I was wondering what your response was going to be. because I oh, knew. You shouldn't have wondered. It should have been pretty obvious. I sh- I, you know what? I walked straight into that line of fire, didn't I? So I am here with the notorious Adam, M-E-S-S-I-N-G-E-R, Adam Messinger. And Adam, we have some special guests with us today. Yes, we do. Introduce yourself, special guests, please. Uh, Jonathan Mecca versus Kaiju, right? That is going to be my official legal name. I think I'm going to uh, have it changed. You should. Yeah. I mean, your middle name is what? Stanley? Yeah. Okay. That I went back 30 years in time to, to grab Very that. nice. That's really Very impressive. nice. Well, I didn't and know that's good. And hey, you know, my, 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 my grandpa's passed on, so he won't be insulted by me changing it. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see that on a valid California ID. Merchandising. Merchandising. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. So you might hear the dulcet tones of a Another guest here in the graphic content studio. The distaff is in the house. That's right. We have somebody to represent those with the Y chromosome, finally. <laughs> no longer a sausage party. I've run out of metaphors. It's Miss Re- Mrs. Thank you. Mrs. <laughs> She's not available, guys. Nope. But- but she will sell you with the sound of her voice. The lovely <laughs> Mrs. Rachel Cathcart. How are you, Rachel? I'm good. How are you, Jim? Oh God, I am. I'm. I'm almost through this. <laughs> just, just. This is a fascinating just thing to an, watch. I mean, honestly, this is. I have almost an hour to go here, and I think I can make it. You know, all I have to do is blink, and the time is done. Do we want and to take that's bets the on podcast. That? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, let's take bets. Uh, we have a whiteboard behind us, so we can start a pool. Will um, Jim make it? So why are we here? Why the hell did I ask Rachel here? Well, a couple of things. Number one, Jesus Christ, Rachel, are you okay? You had like a facial fissure. <laughs> Sorry, it was... <laughs> you know other females, I suppose. I do. I have my lovely wife, which I got on microphone for a different podcast for the first time today. Very nice. Who is uh, sitting alongside John's lovely wife, who is sitting perpendicular to our friend Paul, and everybody in the graphic content studio today, including our studio audience, has seen the new Wonder Woman movie. Wonder Woman! <laughs> do, 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 Wonder Woman! Yeah, you can't suck. hear it, but I'm spinning right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing my Wonder Woman costume. That's right, you know, and you, you turned into Gal Gadot all of a sudden. I mean, Rachel, you're stretchy. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's what Gary says. <laughs> oh, wow. I think I've finally gone <laughs> too far. <laughs> 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 I don't even have an alert word for that. This you know? is my first time meeting Rachel. I think I've met her for about five minutes, and this is uh, it's been it's been very informative. I think we're going to bring Rachel over more often, Adam. Uh, she injects a certain something into this. I, I, stretchiness. Stretchiness. <laughs> stretchiness. So Wonder Woman. How yes. about that Wonder Woman movie? So huh? it was stretchy. <laughs> 
Oh my god, we're gonna need to cut this shit down. <laughs> okay. uh, no, we're live to tape now on graphic content. So what we fuck say, ups and all. That's it. That's it. It, it makes for much less headaches for me uh, actually editing this. So. What are the rules of our podcast in the graphic content studio? Adam, you've been through a few of these by now, so I'm going to let you go over them. Don't say any fucking bad words. God damn. Fuck hell. You blew it already. <laughs> Shit. You <laughs> fucked it up the minute you <laughs> fucked it up. I mean, it's amazing. There's like, you That's don't know deep. how to do things. Uh, well, let me try again, please. Okay. 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 So, well, first off, we got to establish what's our rating system going to be, because we give all our movies out of five. And we mm. use various objects relating to the movies. Right. Tiaras? I, I, I was thinking tiaras. Tiaras Rachel? Works. I agree, tiaras. You know, I mean... This I was thinking shields, but that's just because I had nothing else. I like tiaras better. And yes. the tiaras was Antiope's, so, who is my favorite character in the entire thing. And, it, I mean, just for the time that she was... For the time that she was in the film. So, uh, this is a really good time for me to tell you, the listener... This is a spoiler-filled podcast, so if you have not seen the movie yet, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> I mean, come on! Run, don't walk. Run, don't walk. Fly your invisible jet. Teleport. Sell something at the pawn shop to get a ticket. Do yep. something and see this film. Sell some plasma. And, uh, yeah, so this is going to be... Legally plasma. Legally. Yeah, legally sell the plasma. <laughs> Don't, wait, are there, like, street corner yeah, plasma like, places? There, hey, if there's... blood banks? If people are, are selling organs, I'm sure they're well, selling Well, we don't plasma. want people to fly to Brazil to have a kidney taken out of the <laughs> that's bathroom. That's a bit much. You know, well, then that's a whole other fundraising effort in and of itself. Man, I, you know, it's amazing. I have no idea what's going on anymore. You lost control, Jim. Gain control, Jim. <laughs> Take the stick, Mason. She's going down. I can't help it anymore. Uh, <laughs> so the other thing we like to do on this podcast Thank you. is we, uh, we definitely talk about the stuff that we liked, and then we definitely go over the stuff that we wished would have been done better. And then we give a little final summation of what we see coming down the pipeline. And capped off with our one to five tiara system. Yes. Very good. So um, I think we're going to let our newest member of the graphic content family pick this up. So Rachel, just give us the stuff that from this film that you liked. What was it that, that got Rachel to say, yes, this movie finally did it? The No Man's Land attack. Oh, my God. I, I was just... Totally blown away. I I loved every second of it. The second they said No Man's Land, I was waiting for her to say, I am no man, and yeah. walk up the fucking steps. <laughs> <laughs> but I figured they were like, well, we did that in Lord of the Rings. We can't repeat our... Right. You know, they can't do that. But I just thought that was the most amazing thing. And loved it more than even the final villain battle scene. I, I just thought that they did such a great job of having her... You know, show no fuck this. We're gonna do what's right. I don't care if it's yep. tough. I don't care if it's impossible. We're doing it. Yeah. And then by that, that made everyone rally behind her. And I just, I thought that was phenomenally well done. Can I just mention that uh, I've read a little bit about the making of this movie and the uh, executives at Warner Brothers actually hated the idea of No Man's Land and did not want it in the movie. Holy God! They had God. to fight. 
to get that scene in. To of course. Of course. Oh, of wow. course. They literally have it, no fucking clue what they're doing. Im- imagine, imagine Wonder Woman without that scene. No. I can't. You it's can't. it's it absolutely That's a very phenomenal. Yeah. Well, that's the first time also you see the costume. Yes. And in its full yep. feature. I mean, it was hinted at, and there was like a whole hour of that movie before that scene. Right. But that's like saying that the, you know, it, it I'm going to put this up there because this is one of the things I liked about the movie too, just to dovetail on what you were talking about. To me, I think I enjoyed that No Man's Land sequence as much as I enjoyed the airport fight sequence in in Captain America Civil War. That is a bold statement. Especially knowing your feelings on Civil War. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, Civil War to me is one of, if not the pinnacle of the feature films featuring superheroes, <laughs> I totally lost my train of thought there for a second. I don't know what the fuck. You know, th- there, there, there's get a- on the stick, Mason. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, I just I feel like it was, and it's not to compare it per se to say oh it's it's as good or better or, you know push my glasses up my face or anything like that. But what I'm saying is is that it was the signature element of this film yes. that told you who the character was, yep. not with dialogue, but with action. Yeah. There's, a, uh, there's a concept in mythology and religion called apotheosis, mm-hmm. and that's when um, a creature ascends to a higher level, and that is exactly what was happening yes. in that scene, because what really stands out for me is when she's walking. Not She hasn't even started running yet, but the snipers are shooting at her, and she is deflecting the bullets with her bracelets and she is looking at the bullets while they're being deflected and she is surprised. Right. She's amazed that this is happening to her because she's seen the power of, of rifles before. You know, they, rifles right. killed her people and she's realizing, wait, I can deflect these things. Not I can only stop from, this. Yeah, yeah. Not, and I can stop this. The mm-hmm. I, and I think that that's a powerful idea too that you know, this, whatever is happening here, this war, this violence, I have the power to stop it. And it was a moment of apotheosis. She realized, she didn't know she was, you know, God blood, but she did know that there was something more to her. And that's when she really started kicking ass. Yeah, yeah there was something amazing about that. What else did you like about the movie, Rachel? Um, I think one of the things that I was thinking about today as I was thinking about the movie was in the last few years with the sort of rise in the thought around women in film Mm -hmm. and, you know, is there enough women representation and things like that. And I feel like in some ways there are movies that have put out there that pander to that idea. Yeah. Like, for anyone who loved the female Ghostbusters, I don't have anything specifically wrong with it, but my thought was, you're doing this to pander to me as a female. Right. The original Ghostbusters doesn't need to be remade. It's a perfectly good film. You just want to put women in it because you've got a good idea and you think, oh, let's just add women. It didn't feel like it was a real feminist statement, I guess, at right. least from it, my perspective. Bride, bridesmaids made money and right. Trainwreck right. made money, so yep. let's do something more that's going to that's gonna appeal to this sort and of... I, and uh, I'm going right. to talk out my ass real quick because yeah. I didn't see that Ghostbusters movie, and that's mainly at the time. I just didn't have the money, but I was intrigued by all the actresses involved. It wasn't necessarily the the women sure. pandering. Right. I just felt they had a really talented cast, and they did. I just felt like, why not take that talented cast and give them something new? Why do you have to take something and say it feels like? Well, let's show that the women can do it better. Well, you don't have to do that. And you, you know can what? Give us original ideas. And this felt like such a powerful 
female movie yes. that you could make her. Remember yesterday when we were leaving and my husband said, oh, well, they had to make it so that at the end it was about love. And I'm like, but why it, can't it be that? What, She's what, a woman. The right. fact that love is part of her power should be something that's celebrated. We shouldn't take that away from her because that is who she is. It's, it's about not, her power. It's not about me. I mean, she already showed that she was any man's equal, if not more. But it also showed that there's a completely, I won't say different, but I will say that there there is a, a di- well, okay, fuck it. There is a different point of view that women have for men. You know, right. one of the reasons why we wanted to have you on this show today, Rachel, is that look, this is the first iconic female superhero movie. No, Helly Berry Catwoman does not count. <laughs> and How dare so- you hate on Electra like that? <laughs> oh, don't oh, get me started no, on no, fucking let's not Electra. Even go there. Oh my god, I'm having flashbacks to recording that intro to GC Flashback. Oh my god, flashbacks for flashbacks. <laughs> I'm caught in a chronic hysteresis. I'm caught in a chronic hysteresis. That's a Doctor Who reference. Very nice back, deep cut. <laughs> back in the day. Uh, one of my favorite Tom Baker episodes, actually. Um, anyway, moving on. The <laughs> fact that women do have a different point of view, mm-hmm. that women have been traditionally underrepresented in film. I was also going to mention uh, Pamela Sue Anderson in Barbed Wire. That's mm-hmm. was also a comic book adaptation, which sucked balls. <laughs> the thing with Ghostbusters... You're just saying that because the movie that came out right before that featuring her. No, I... No, wait, okay, you... <laughs> I'm the stuff. Okay, I'm going to talk now. About I'm going some... to save us all from ourselves here. Thank uh, you. And um, one of the things that really stood out about the um, like the female perspective was, um, and I think this ties into the fact that it had a female director was um, uh, Wonder Woman cries exactly once, right? And the reason she cries is not because of the death of innocence or the violence of the world or anything like that. She cries because she's leaving her mother. Right. Yes. And she's leaving her home. She's crying for a human reason that any human being would, yes. cry. would right. cry for. It, right. And, and I think that really, that really stands out. She right. was tough enough to take everything else. Right. And and I, which is, you know, for somebody who had never seen a dead body before the, right. the, the Germans landed on Themyscira, she saw some horrific business. Yeah. Right. Some truly horrific business. And it showed that, you know, if you are trained correctly and you have the mindset for the business that you're going to get in, that you can get through it. I'm sure she had her share of cries after everything was said and done uh, when what happened to Steve Trevor happened to Steve Trevor. Right. But that was that. And she, you know, that was that. She put it away. And then obviously she's you know made from whatever, and you know, and a hundred years later, um, you know she she can now look back on that that experience and smile about it. Um, John, what you know, what was something to you that really stood out as as outstanding about this movie? Um, well, I'm going to talk about the, um, the the act one was. Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, Themyscira yeah. looked so amazing. I mean, I was just like gawking at the screen when they did the like the big pan back shot of the island, and you could see. I mean, it looked like Perez's Paradise yes. Island. Yeah. I mean, the the staircases wrapping around mountains and towers, and oh my god! Did you see how George Perez, who was one of the the, the classic illustrators in Wonder Woman's history, that his 
uh, special thanks credit. Like his name was elevated two lines above everybody <laughs> oh, else nice. that contributed nice. to That's Wonder great. Woman's uh, uh, development. I, I'm like, you got to call out Uncle George for that because he's the one that gave them all of that. Yeah, it was so good. So yeah, good. and so uh, so all all of those scenes were great. I would have loved to have seen more deep cuts from that. Like, I mean, you know, when 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 Steve was was being healed in the in the water, it's just like, can you throw a purple ray in there? <laughs> I would I would die just just to to hear them mention it. Share a purple way, ray with a brother, would you? I mean, come on. Um, but but yeah, I mean, it's uh, uh, the, that that part of it was was great, and the the way they showed the the difference between. Paradise Island in the real world, you know, like breaking through that membrane was like, I was shocked. Do you know what I thought the minute that I, that I saw the, um, how the German sailor, you know, when he poked his hand mm-hmm. in and then poked his head in and then pulled his head out because there the was hokey that, pokey? there was, uh, <laughs> put your yeah, hokey pokey, yeah. yeah, it's an old German sailor game. Uh, no, that, that it reminded me of the Odyssey. It reminded me of the Iliad. I mean, how long was Jason lost at sea? I oh, mean, uh, Odysseus. Yeah, he Odysseus. Was, uh, t- uh, t- uh, ten years. Yeah, yeah he excuse was gone me. For ten I'm, years. I'm, yeah, he was gone for ten years because he couldn't find his way home through the fog, and mm-hmm. it just—it's like that's fucking Greek magic, right yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. It's like where did this fog come from? I don't know where we are. Boop. <laughs> hey, wait, what? <laughs> this but, is beautiful. This is this a sandals resort? I mean, it's really. <laughs> <laughs> The water's so blue. Anyway. But yeah, I was legit shocked when, when they came through and then they started landing. And I'm like, oh my God, the Germans are invading Paradise <laughs> Island? Man, the Kaiser's a bastard. That is. And, and then the Amazons proceed oh, to kick ass. Oh, that was amazing. Oh my God. I don't think about fight mechanics a lot uh, when I'm watching a yeah. movie, but that was one where I just went... Okay, they're not going to be able to figure out how to counter guns right away because this is the first time they've seen any type of uh, automated weapon like that. But as soon as they get up and f- up close and personal with the Germans, they are fucked. Right. Well, the Germans got fucked by their their front line of yeomen first. I mean, they took it in the shorts. And then Hipp- uh, was it Hippolyta that charged with the spear? God, I don't remember. No. One of them charged on a horse with a spear yeah. and is throwing up uh, a sand into their eyes. No, it wasn't. It was one of the other it ones. Was it was one of the ones. That was such senator. a... So that the other ones could go in and yes. that's the thing. It's like It was all teamwork. Yeah, it was all they, they had. You could tell they, they have been training to defend their home for centuries. Correct. Yeah. That was a brilliant piece that I never would... I, you could have sat me in there for 100 years and said, all right, come up with some cool tactics to fight, and I would have never come up with that. Who? I mean... First of all, major props to Alan Heinberg, who Adam and when Adam said, "Holy shit!" Adam Alan Heinberg wrote the script. And, you know, we were like, "Why couldn't have his Wonder Woman?" You said this. Why couldn't his Wonder Woman run have been this good before? Yep. He was saving it up. I mean, <laughs> he was saving it up on this one when those archers jumped off the cliff. Oh, yeah. man, Jesus. So great. Can I tell you something? It's like having an army of comic book Hawkeyes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, they're, they out Hawkeye to Hawkeye in the Hawkeye's Avengers movies. <laughs> I mean... And no, the way I they mean, were look, moving on the horses while yes, shooting while arrows shooting. was like, holy fuck. Fucking Robin Wright! 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. What, is she 50? Yeah, she's 50. It's like, I'm 50 40 years old. something, and I'm and like, I oh, can, my God, that would hurt my back. It and reminds me of Molly Shannon on SNL. I can kick and stretch. <laughs> no, Robin Wright is an engine of mass destruction is what she is. Yeah. Holy God almighty, that was awesome. I'm yeah. in love with Robin Wright again. <laughs> is As Anne-Marie okay? sits right is, back is, there. Is, is that okay, Anne-Marie? Yeah, it's okay because she's got Thor Ragnarok coming out. So. <laughs> Fair enough. So, uh, so anyway, John, I'm sorry to cut you off there. I uh, know that was uh, that that was that was uh, one of the one of the standout things uh, uh, for me. You yeah, know. excellent. And then Adam, um, there was a lot I really enjoyed about this movie. Um, first of all, uh, Gal Gadot, her entire Gadot. Gadot. Gadot okay. is, is the pronunciation. Oh, oh interesting. Well, I'm glad you, you showed me that because I would have never... I yeah. I heard it on one of the late night talk shows. So anyway, they went, Gadot, 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 Gadot. <laughs> okay, so we get it. It's Gal fucking Gadot. Anyway. Yeah, so Gal Gadot, uh, I want her as Wonder Woman for as long as Hugh Jackman was fucking Wolverine. Yes. That, that would have been... I totally an, second that. I want to see her outdo... Hugh Jackman. <laughs> That's true, because she's a lot younger than him. She's a lot he younger. He started Wolverine, yeah. and he did it for seventeen years. So I'm looking for eighteen plus. <laughs> I want her to Mark McGuire, Hugh Jackman. <laughs> there's, there's a baseball reference, John. I talk sports ball. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, yeah. How about how how about them eighty uh, sixers? Uh, Is that what they're called? I think they're the eighty sixers. Yeah, or that's what they called the 49ers last season. Oh, oh don't even start. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Adam, bring it back home. Anyway, yeah, I I loved her performance from from start to finish. Uh, the way she embodied this character was just uh, it, it it blew me away. A lot of people I heard say she was the best part of Batman vs Superman, mm-hmm. and I, I think maybe I missed that because by the time she came in, I was so fucking done with that movie. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to. I've never seen it, so I just want to watch. Now that I've seen this, yeah. I'm like, can I just fast forward to the Wonder Woman part and screw the rest of the movie? If I may take a quick aside, if you have not seen Batman versus Superman, I suggest seeing the Batman versus Superman special edition. Yep. It's oh my three God. and a half hours. Yes, long. Uh, exactly, <laughs> Rachel. Believe me. Oh, back it up. Back it up. It's three hours long. It's okay. three, not three and a half. <laughs> and this that, is not out of Africa. It's too okay? fucking so. long. <laughs> but the action, the the too fucking long is what they said about it when they wanted to release that version, and so they cut it down. And what they ended up doing was cutting out all the humanity from the movie. Yes, all right. the, uh, the human, the, and and I think. We can and all... most of the Clark Kent out of the movie as well. Well, yeah, that's kind of what I was what I was yeah. uh, uh, getting at, and, and I think we can all agree that one of the greatest <laughs> things about Wonder Woman is the human parts. Very of it. true. The yeah. interactions, true. the yeah. characters. Absolutely. It was. I mean, that that was what that was what really brought it home for me. And and Gadot embodied that. Yes, yeah. she really embodied that. I was also, of course, the fight scenes and the choreography were uh, just mind-blowing. Again, things that I would have never thought of. And stuff that they haven't done before. Exactly. There was a fighting style that she was using, whether it was based on the ancient Greek pancration or just the Patty Jenkins and her stunt uh, stunt person going, let's do something that we have not seen, seen before. before. I mean, look, we have 
seen women martial artists in film from a long time. Going back, John, back to our days watching shitty martial arts movies with Cynthia Rothrock. Oh, yeah. To Scarlett Scarlett Johansson playing the Black Widow. Mm -hmm. How many times can she grab a dude with her legs and swing (laughs) him around and throw him on the fucking floor? There was something. Wonder Woman was, was fighting differently. She was sliding. She was kicking. She was sweeping. She was punching. She was stabbing. She was... Throwing then the stuff with the rope. I mean, fuck. Oh god, yeah. that was brilliant. Well, I mean, well so, so yeah, the the the, la- the lasso stuff was obviously specifically Diana's move because oh, yeah. she had the rope. That's what she was going to use. But it was like that was it gave the impression that there was an Amazon fighting style. Yes, right, exactly. And and, yep. so, and somebody somebody asked me earlier about uh, her costume. It was like, oh, her costume was so short and blah blah blah. It was all sexist. And I'm like, have you ever seen a fucking hoplite? Have yeah. you seen Greek have you, light, lightweight combat armor? Yeah. Have you watched Troy? Hello? Yeah, there you go. They're all in. I mean, ba- did anybody yeah, see Brad Pitt? Pitt? He had no problem stabbing dudes in the fucking neck in that film. I'm well, sorry, but... You, you, you get greaves for your legs. You get a chest plate. You get, um, uh, you, you bracers. get bracelets or bracers. Yep. And, and that, maybe a helmet to protect yourself, but she didn't need it. Yeah. yeah. No, she did good. She so, had awesome hair. Yeah, oh, yes, she did. Her hair was fantastic. I mean, she conditioned on the battlefield. Anyway, uh, I also I really loved how she was how she was a force to be reckoned with. Like you talked about the to to go back to the no man's land. That was amazing. The part where she just goes and destroys where the sniper is. Oh my god! That was that was, uh, that was so great. I thought, oh, okay, she's going to go in and she'll take it out. I had no clue she was going to demolish the top <laughs> of that building. Can I tell you what I literally thought when I saw that? I said, "That poor bastard." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this is a fucking crowd shooting civilians. Yeah. I mean, being a. I mean, that's like on the dick scale, like, way past 15. (laughs) And and I went, that poor bastard. Like, that's like being, it's like using a cruise missile to swat a fly. It it really was. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry Um, to cut you off. Well, the the last thing I want to go over for my end of it is I loved how they ended Steve Trevor's story. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. They have such a complicated history in the comics, and I feel like and it's... And it's been all over the place. And it, yeah, and yep. I feel like it's been very convoluted, and this completely negated all that and gave such a, a very short, powerful connection and story between them. Yes. And yes. I, I thought that Alan Heinberg and Patty Jenkins did such a great job telling that piece of the story. Yeah. And then, of course, Chris Pine and, and Gal Gadot, they, were, they had great chemistry. I mean, look, Gal Gadot gave a great performance, but fucking Chris Pine? Chris Pine was rock solid in that film. Now, okay, his washboard abs, a little bit too much. Okay. <laughs> you don't get he's, that. Be- he's actually above average. He is <laughs> above average. Well played, yeah. sir. Well played. But no, I felt like Chris Pine, I mean... I enjoyed him as Captain Kirk in in the JJ Trek. I, I don't know if I can call it Star Trek really, but <laughs> you know, in, in in the Star Trek reboot, whatever parallel timeline fuck shit they're doing <laughs> the, the, Kel- the Kelvin timeline. the Kelvin timeline. There Thank you, go. you. Ooh, thank well. you. I like that. Good reference. So I, I totally buy him as Captain Kirk. Um, I liked him in Smoking Aces, playing with the dead body of the mouth. You know, it's like, oh, hey, hello, how are you doing? You know, that was his first film role. And 
but I can't say I've liked a lot of the movies in between that I've seen him. There was like that spy thing he did with Tom Hardy and Reese Witherspoon. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah. that's terrible. And he's done other terrible movies. But, you know, I never thought, I, I always thought Chris, Pro, Chris Pine was, you know, a good enough, like he was a serviceable actor. If you need a pretty face and a guy who can, you know, throw a quip out there, he's your guy. But I felt like his performance in this, he elevated his, his game to the point where he can he can play in the same field with Robin Wright and and uh, I can't remember Queen Hippolyta all of a sudden uh, Connie Nielsen and all that. I mean, I felt I felt like his performance was incredibly elevated by the cast as well as the character actors that played the, their version of uh, the Howling Commandos. I well, I said I know I said I was going to wrap up, no, but no, of no, course, no, as okay. I always do, this the one more thing. No, God damn it, Adam! Yeah. <laughs> I loved that they incorporated elements. Of fucking Brian Azzarello and and Cliff Chang's Wonder Woman run, yes. I love that run. The new, the best of the new fifty two. Oh yes, and then to see them add in ice cream. Yes, <laughs> I love I love that. That, that, was, that was awesome. Was and that come, and, and and Rachel, I don't know if you know if that. Comes you should straight, be proud. That, <laughs> that, that, that that but but that that comes straight out of the new fifty two. Yeah, yeah. That was, yeah, I haven't read that. Yeah, that was oh, so that good. was funny, and then. Uh, yeah, to see them reference the fact that she is the the daughter of Hippolyta and Zeus, yeah, is part of the New Fifty Two. Yep, uh, it's from that run. Um, to see them at the end, she was in London at the end of the movie, right? With uh, Paris, Paris, Paris. She's Paris, working at, at the, the Louvre. Louvre. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, but seeing her based in Europe is is influenced by that run. Yeah, uh, and some in a lot of the uh, there were. Elements of the armor, like the shield and the sword, you didn't see her with that stuff in continuity up until recently. Up up until the yeah. the Azarello and Chang stuff. Yeah, and so I that's my definitive Wonder Woman run for me. Okay, and I've not read a lot of the Greg Rucka, so that may change. But for me, when I think Wonder Woman, I think New Fifty Two, Azarello and Chang, and and to see that stuff integrated into the yeah. into the film was just so fucking cool. Like uh, you you can show a fidelity to the source material and not have it tell the same story beat for beat. You yep. can still tell your own story. Right. Yeah, I thought that was great. Um I, I just wanted to uh jump in real quick yeah. on the the uh to mention Chris Pine. The the standout scene for Chris Pine for me was when um he's trying to convince her to fight the last fight. You know, it's like she has given. She's basically giving up on humanity, uh, and yeah. and you know, I mean, like if 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 he didn't win her over, she probably would have turned around, gone back to Paradise Island, and said to hell with everyone else. The the are you referring to the? It's what you believe. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And, and and that mo- the way he performed that, it was like watching a guy on a tightrope. I didn't. I honestly didn't know whether. He was going to be able to to to, to navigate yep. that thing. Yep. It's like he was like trying desperately to 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 reach her to find yeah. some way of of, of of getting contact with her, and she's just she's pulling away, and he's just like you know he it's physical. I mean, he's like reaching out to her and like like trying to like touch her shoulders, but then it's like he knows she's that's retracting, not, and, and right. he's just yeah. he's just. Desperate. There was a desperation in his performance that that really came through, and right. that I think was, I mean, they. I don't know how long they would have rehearsed that scene, but I mean, it was it was very moving and very 
different from anything I've seen not only him do, but a lot of other people do. And the fact that they they use that as a callback at the very end of the fight, mm-hmm. uh, I thought that was the strength of that really added to the strength of when she said it and she believed it in the fight with Ares. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're, and, you you're know, right think, on the mark. I think one of the reasons why it's so different is because there was a vulnerability in Steve Trevor that he was showing that like, you know, he feels powerless at that moment to really reach her and, and, and make a change. And he's going to go and do the best he can because that's who he is. But I think I don't know whether it, you know it's like if, if it's if, if it sounds sexist, okay, but I don't know if a male director would have directed him in that way. You know, he might might have just been like like a big speech. You have to do this. It's it's you know it's like it's for not what you America <laughs> or something like, like that. But <laughs> but I mean t- to show that much vulnerability in like a hero character is uh, is very unusual. Yeah, no, that's a really good call out. I. I, you know, I want to go over just, you know, because you guys touched on so much of the stuff that I loved about this film. But I'll tell you, one of, the, one of the things that I loved was right at the beginning of the movie with the uh, seven-year-old Diana. And, I okay, the social justice warrior in me is going to come out a little bit, so please forgive me. Um, let actually, your freak flag fly. I think I'm going to do that. And let me tell you, when that little girl came running out, on in the fields of Themyscira, and there's that kind of happy, kind of bouncy, almost Mediterranean-sounding music uh, playing a little. I think it was a faint guitar sound or something like that in the background. And she, you know, and her her governess is is like Diana, <laughs> Diana, wait, why are you running away? It's because she wants to see all the Amazons train. <laughs> And she hides from the governess, and she can't find her. And then she finds the training field where Antiope, um, uh, Robin Wright's character, is there training again. And I cannot remember the name, but um, the gigantic woman that could just take the staff across her back. Yeah. Um, She's an actual MMA fighter and a fight consultant to this movie. I want to say her last name is Joe. Samantha Joe or something along those lines. And she's watching all these Amazons just be insane with the way they angle their, their attacks and fighting and sweeping and hanging off horses, hanging off horses and shooting bows up and upside down and all this shit. And then there's a seven year old girl, you know, 50 feet up in the air on this cliffside, punching and <laughs> kicking and smiling and laughing and giggling and you know what that made me think of? That made me think of playing superheroes when I was six or seven years old. Yeah. And I'm being Batman. I'm punching, I'm kicking, <laughs> and there's this giant smile on my face. And I thought, what a fucking awesome message is this? And uh, Rachel, your daughter saw this with us. She did. And I, I, I just kind of looked over to her, and and I hope that she is not turning into a, into an emo teenager because I hope she was impressed by that part too. But I, I I'll tell you, I I know what it's like to watch the first time. You'll never believe a man could fly. I remember seeing Michael Keaton put on the bat suit. Right. Unfortunately, I was there when Ryan Reynolds put on the Green Lantern. <laughs> right. um, yeah. You know, I, I I've been through all of that stuff. So I have that feeling of empowerment already 
you know, and, and of course I'm talking movies that I've seen in my forties, but I mean, back then, you know, Star Wars, it was Westerns. Mm. It was, it was, you know, all, all the, you know, Superman, the Richard Donner stuff. And I'm just thinking, finally, finally, women have something, young women and girls have a, have somebody that they can see themselves in. Yeah. When I was a kid, the TV shows that we watched, mm-hmm. every week there was Wonder Woman and the Bionic Woman. Yep. Nice. And I dressed up as Wonder Woman when I was a kid for Halloween. My mom made me the full costume, and I had a lasso and the bracelets nice. and the tiara. And and you did, I mean, that, that was what that was, that feeling of empowerment. We didn't have a lot of that. No. And, I mean, the other person I dressed up as for Halloween... Princess Leia, yeah. our other powerful That's female right. who went out there, grabbed a gun, and went, "Yeah, I'm not waiting Pretty for you much to rescue the first me. One. I'm gonna do it myself." To do it seriously in a fi- yes. seriously in a, yes. in a film. I mean, there's always two mules for Sister Sarah. <laughs> That's you know, true. Well, Foxy Brown, Foxy, yeah. you know, Foxy Brown. But, but, but as a seven year old, they weren't letting me watch. That's Foxy true. Brown. That's right. true. <laughs> you know, Shirley MacLaine and uh, Pam Greer, they're they're great, you know, feminist icons and all that, but. They they lack that sort of iconography for young women and girls, mm-hmm. right. and and to see that, and obviously, and you mean that for like current day young I women do, and girls for current day I young do. women. I think it's and, important. And in our day, you know, they weren't allowed because those movies. I mean, first of all, Two Mules for Sister Sarah is a fucking ancient movie, and the Wonder Woman TC series and the Bionic Woman were, were at the height of the feminist movement of the seventies, right? Which was great, but they only lasted for a few years. They only yeah. lasted for a few years, and and. Yeah. Because they were expensive shows to make, especially Wonder Woman. Um, they had to throw her forward in time 50 years and then say, this is Steve Trevor Jr. Yeah. And, uh, right. you know, have her work for a spy agency. So that made total sense. But the, I know I'm kind of getting off track here, but the fact of the matter is, is that now young women and girls can see somebody in themselves. It's kind of like, Adam, how I talked about Jaime Reyes being one of the most important characters in comics today. Yes. And then, uh, oh, my God, his name. Manny. Manny. Manny saying, yeah. I, you know... Manny my, Gomez, who was on our last episode when we reviewed the Titans' yes. uh, Judas contract. And saying, and, and agreeing, saying my kids say, hey, that looks like me. Yeah. yeah. Right. And Having someone to identify with when you're a kid makes a huge difference. Having yes. someone you can look up to. Funnily enough, do you know the, what Hannah's biggest critique of the movie was? Hmm. Well, this will make a great segue, so please, do tell. Why did she have to have a love interest? Oh. For Hannah, it was like, why do that? It, she doesn't need that. She and, can be strong on her own without having to have a love interest. And, and uh, I found that an interesting thing because for in our day and age, my growing up, uh-huh. the girls, all we did was fall in love and, well, yeah, I you mean, know, I mean, as awesome as pretty Linda, woman and, you know, right. all that kind of stuff oh, that was yeah. about the man you get well, to and catch. The, and yeah. the as awesome as Linda with. Carter was, you had to have Lyle Wagner there. You had there. to have a love mm-hmm. interest. You know, you right. had to have him there. And, and you know, I would, I would, I would. I think it's valid to an to an extent, but the fact of the matter is, one, Steve Trevor is comic book iconography. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, and I you mean, needed someone to introduce her to humanity. Right. You needed to someone for her to world. make right yeah. and to have her make that connection. Yes. Like John said, someone to fight for humanity yes. to her. Yes. And he was the tether. Yes. He yes. was. He was that connection, and and her finally feeling love for the first time. I think helps her to you know, lock into that. That and that's that, what man, one of man's greatest gifts is, is 
our capacity to love. And mm-hmm. she lost him. Yeah. Yeah. All, she in, did. all in the span of the single story. Yeah. Um, I, 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 s- s- I'm piggybacking sorry, yeah. on what you said mm-hmm. earlier about her as a little girl, mm-hmm. the casting from her at that age all the way yep. up to. Uh, current, you know, I yes. felt was I was so impressed. I would have said that they were cousins, or do you know what I mean? Yeah, they all yeah, yeah. Aged so perfectly well Exa- into her, yeah. I would have said they were related. Right. I was I was shocked as I'm watching it, and then of course the nerd in me is freaking out when she's <laughs> training in the cave because if I recall correctly, that's straight out of Wonder Woman Zero from the Azarello and Changra. I think you're right. And I in think you're right. I don't know if she was training with with her with Antiope, but. She was training. At she that was time. training. Yeah, and and that was that pulled direct influence from that issue, and I was just like, oh my, you know, squealing <laughs> like, oh my Go, god, going again, going back to the source material and picking the stuff that's good, and then doing different things with the story where the comic book couldn't, you know, fully translate over. Um, I, I want to give pro- props to Antiope for keeping that secret for God knows how long. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. What, I don't know how like slowly they age. Well, yeah. uh, but we don't know how long they That's age. True. That could have been decades that she was secretly <laughs> training her. I mean, for all we know, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. exactly. You know, I, I think I also would like to give a shout out um, while we're talking about more good things here to the supporting cast. Yep. Uh, first, all the Amazons. Now, look, Gal Gadot to me, took a quantum leap as an artist in being able to perform to the level that she performed in this film. I mean, was she perfect? Did she have deaf notes, I think, uh, that she played to in the film at times? Yes, I do. But she was not the the eye candy that she was in the Fast and the Furious movies. Mm -hmm. You know, I was worried that this Israeli underwear model, granted, she was a combat instructor for the Israeli military. I totally get <laughs> she it. She was? I didn't know that. Yeah. No, she's Israeli, so there's... Well, I knew she was Israeli, but I didn't realize yeah. she yep. was an yep. ass kicker before all this. Yeah, she she did her four years, I think, in the IDF. So, yeah. No, she's, she's a legitimate butt kicker. She served her country. But the fact is, she doesn't have range to do accents. She is not Charlize Theron. So... All of the other Amazons had to learn an Israeli accent. <laughs> so that it would be consistent so with how consistent. That's the Amazonian right. accent. That's the Amazonian That's accent. Awesome. That, that, that Connie Nielsen and Robin Wright and everybody else that was on board as an Amazon in that film were speaking in her accent was just like, That's fucking cool. Right. I mean, that they're matching up. So it's like, yeah, we're not gonna have her speak differently than us, so I can speak you know, with a Dutch accent or, or American English accent or British accent. No, we're all syncing up and, and we're going to carry the star along. You know, I mean, that's what you do as as supporting actors in, in a project. That was one of my favorite parts about her. She had the accent and it made so much story sense to me. Yeah, she's and it, not from America. And it, and it, yeah, and it helped uh, it helped differentiate her from anybody else. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and the other thing is I want to give a shout out because fuck, I love that that I love you know, were they stereotypes, the chief, the the Turk, the Scotsman, maybe on the surface, but the chief was pretty much a disaffected guy who decided to leave the res and, and the country that was no longer his behind. The Scotsman was a sniper sniper who had killed one too many guys and could not sleep at night. 
the Turk was an actor, always wanted to be an actor, <laughs> but he was the wrong color to entertain British society. Mm-hmm. I mean, these were, I mean, yeah, so on the surface, it's like, okay, so she fought with an Indian, a Scotsman, and a Turk, and then, then a rabbi walks into the bar. They were more than they that. Were, they were, it made sense. Right. Oh, when they it, added the actor part in for him, I was just like... Now, is that from the comic? N- no, as okay. far as I know. I mean, maybe a deep-cut war comic or something like that that I'm not aware of, but no, I those guys are... Those were all crafted for the movie, for the as far as okay. I know. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and I think I'm going to segue and start start the things that w- that could have been maybe done a little bit better. And I'm going to use that and say, look, I know that they set this in World War One and not in, and not in World War Two, but I thought there was a missed opportunity to have some more Easter eggs for the fanboys. I mean, look, there were Easter eggs, obviously, that you pointed out with the Azarello Chang run and the new Fifty Two Wonder Woman, which I, again, heartily recommend. But there's so much more of the DC universe out there, and it would have been cool to tease maybe the losers. In World War One, or you know, Sergeant Rock, or the Haunted Tank. Well, of course, you can't do the Haunted Tank now because <laughs> Creature Commandos. Uh, <laughs> creature Commando. No, but I'm just saying. Well, that actually, they could have done Creature Commandos when you had Doctor Poison. Mm-hmm. Fuck, they just would have been bad guys. Well, they would have been sympathetic bad guys held against their will. Yeah, sure. Hmm. You know, or whatever. Or it could have been. You know, there's this there's this private rock that thinks he's the toughest thing that ever was, you know? Yeah. Instead of Sergeant Rock, you know, and maybe we'll see a Wonder Woman in World War II movie later. Who knows? But I you know, I just thought that there was an opportunity to just drop some more Easter eggs, maybe drop a little bit of flavor for the new godsy kind of stuff coming out in Justice League, mm-hmm. you know. Allegedly the Amazons, they say in, in in the Justice League trailer, has a mother box. Um you know, I think that there was a little bit missed opportunity. Just look, Patty Jenkins was the woman who got Charlize Theron her Oscar. She directed Monster 15 years ago. Hmm. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. It, was an, it was about the uh, female serial no, killer. No, I, I remember yeah, I the, the movie. movie. I, just I just didn't realize like, it was Patty Yeah, it was Patty Jenkins. And so what does she do? She makes an Academy Award-winning film, and this woman has to toil in Hollywood television for 15 years in almost anonymity. Yeah, came this close to directing Thor The Dark World. And now stories are coming out about that, what that movie would have looked like, and I was like, fuck! <laughs> she, yeah, her take was, uh, I remember reading Romeo and Juliet, yeah. uh, you know, with the uh, Asgardians. I, yeah. I would have enjoyed that. It would have been about star-crossed lovers that, that could not meet across the sea of stars. I mean, Aww. it's just... I mean, it, that sounds her, way better than Dark yeah, World. Right? No offense. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't like Christopher Eccleston? But come on, dude. I mean, I he like was a wasted opportunity. But he was in that totally movie. wasted in yeah. that movie. He really was. So you know, boo to to Kevin Feige, our Lord and Savior on the Marvel <laughs> side of the equation, because I mean, he's listening. I mean, <laughs> we we say this all the time, but Kevin Feige listens to this podcast. We're sure of it. Mm-hmm. And, Hi, Kevin. You know, and you really should talk to Patty Jenkins about directing a Black Widow movie because that oh needs my God. to oh, that needs yesterday. to happen. Yeah. More than Ghost in the Shell ever should have happened. Holy fuck. Well, you know, um, uh, Patty Didn't Jenkins is already signed for Wonder Woman 2. Well, there you go. Sorry, Kevin. <laughs> She's busy. Hey, yeah. Kevin, you win some, you lose some, and you're winning more than you're losing, so you're doing great, kid. Um, I... I you know, so that was my one thing. So there was another thing that I want to bring up that Anne Marie, my wife, actually said, and it's not meant as a put down, but there, it, it, 
it, there were still moments, especially in the third act, where Wonder Woman is fighting Ares, where it felt like cutscenes from Injustice Gods Among Us, mm-hmm. the DC Comics fighting game. She looked very animated, and yes. and she is she was CG crafted, and and look, all kudos to the VFX guys and the animators and all that, but there's a they they could have done some polish on that because I felt a little taken out of, especially when she was roping up Aries and swinging them around and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It was looking just a little too CG for me. Um, but that's all I got. That's it. To, so That was actually on my, my list, is I did not... And it wasn't just in that scene. There was a lot of scenes where I where the CG took me out of the movie. Yeah. And I'd notice, I was like, okay, that's CG, and I'd see her jump, and I'd see her, you know, move around, and I could tell the difference between the CG and what was really happening. And so that took me out of the movie a little bit. And the other thing that that bugged the shit out of me (laughs) was, where did she fucking get her costume? Where did I miss something? Yes, yes. you did. When you she did. after she picks up the sword, you see her walk past the room and then she stops and she stares and you can see a glint of like There's metal of the red, gold, and, and blue. You, but yeah. and she it was, just and looks and it was and also blurry away. to keep her in focus. Okay, yes. but it it, it I was completely teased, missed that. It was brief. It I, was. Yeah, it, it was just a second of film. Because for in, in my eyes, she goes from from having the traditional Amazonian garb that she came in with right. to I'm on the battlefield and I have my Wonder Woman suit and I'm like, right. what the fuck happened? Yeah. <laughs> where, where did that, you know? So that was one of my complaints. I'm glad you explained that because yeah. that was bugging the fuck out of me. <laughs> well, you that's know, also, well, when you see it again, you'll be able to go, that's it, right yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's also why she's wearing the black cloak. So it, that we don't see it. Exactly, too yeah, soon. They're, they're, right. they're hiding it. But yeah. you see a little, like, while she's moving, you'll see little things like, you know, the greaves will show up or like a little bit of a skirt. Or a glint or of yeah. metal over yeah. here. Right. Yeah. You know, uh, in the George Perez run of the comics, that was when Wonder Woman was relaunched in the 1980s after Crisis on Infinite Earths. They told the story, they did a complete reboot of all the comics. And one of them was Wonder Woman. George Perez was given uh, writing and artist duties on this. George Perez, excuse me, I mispronounced (laughs) his name. But one of the things that there was that Hippolyta said, because they did the whole, like they did in the TV series, that she had to compete, but her mother didn't want her to compete to see who was going to be the one that took Steve Trevor to Man's World. So she put on a helmet so she couldn't, she was the unknown warrior. And of course, she's fucking Wonder Woman, so she wins everything. And, you know, so she was given the, the, the lasso of Hestia. She was, they didn't do swords and shields back then, but in the newer runs, you know, she had that stuff. But uh, one of the things they talked about with their costume back in the George Perez one is, is that anytime they needed to go and make peace with an enemy or send an envoy, that they would garb their warrior ambassador in the colors of that nation's flag or that nation's that that nation's colors Mm. and i just thought a little bit of explanation of why she looks like the red white White and blue blue (laughs) would even though it's red gold and blue fucking come on people you know i I just i i I think maybe that's just like a super push the glasses up hello kind of your complaint (laughs) so anyway adam good you know call outs on your part too well yeah that and to be honest that was it was well. One other thing, there wasn't enough blood in it for me, and that may I don't know if that for me that was another thing that took me out of the movie. Whenever she stabs what's his face, the big Lieutenant Ludendorff. Yeah, and you see the sword through the roof. 
There's no blood. On there's it. no blood yeah. on yeah. it. And and you're stuff, a monster, Adam. Yeah, <laughs> stuff like that kind of bugged me just yeah. because I was like, well, that sword should be bloody, and there should be a pool right. around that. Yeah. Maybe some entrails. I mean, yeah. I don't know how you guys. <laughs> well, feel yeah, about I'm not that, looking but, for Quentin you know. Tarantino level blood, but but just realistic some, blood. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. You, yeah, you understand it some, has a price. Yeah, yes. some some battle, some yeah realism to the to the battle. Right. Cool. Okay. So, yeah. No, and that makes total sense. Rachel, was there anything that stood out to you that could have been improved by the film? Um, so I totally agree. One of the reasons I like No Man's Land so much was because it felt so realistic. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like they relied so much on the CGI so that you were pulled out of it. And that final battle just didn't feel as powerful to me because I knew so much of it was CGI. So right. I think that was one of the things. And a thing that... I'm really bad about this. I can spot a bad guy a million miles away. Mm-hmm. And so whenever a movie starts and there's like, ooh, it's this guy's the bad guy. And I'm always like, no, it's not that guy. <laughs> it's that guy. That's right. <laughs> you figured out who it was? Yes. Yes, and, she did. Uh, and I, early. Very early because you, there's no way you put David Thewlis in the movie and have him be in two scenes and then he just doesn't do anything. Yeah, he was <laughs> the one who played Lord Patrick Morgan. Yeah, yes. see, I didn't know anything. Yeah. Well, I didn't know he's him. He's been or, in yeah. Harry Potter. Yeah. He's been in, well, right now he's in Fargo. I mean, he's been in a bunch of stuff. So he's a very, especially for me, I watch a lot of British stuff, so he's a very familiar oh, face. Okay. So I was like, okay, he's a bad guy. And so I feel like, I know there's this idea that we want face char- face actors that people know that they can relate to, but but sometimes just... Make it somebody so I'm surprised because yeah. I wasn't surprised. Yeah. Well, and I, I know that's a Rachel thing because my husband tells no, me all the hey, time, how do you figure this stuff out? I, I'm like, because he's a face. <laughs> like, that's how I know. That's a face. Well, that's not just some random guy. I was kind of in the same boat as you because I couldn't, I, I couldn't figure it out, but I knew it wasn't. It was too easy. I was thinking maybe it was Dr. Poison. Oh, yeah, that would have been good. I was thinking Dr. Poison, especially when she killed Ludendorff. Well, my husband thought because they did that whole thing with Lucy Davis, the secretary, Mm -hmm. that there was going to be like this little like the minister and her are off in the office messing around instead of paying attention to the fight. But Mm. you see, in the comics, Eddie Candy would pine for Steve Trevor, who pined for Wonder Woman, who didn't care. (laughs) (laughs) I thought she was underused. I love that actress. She's a hysterical British actress. And I'm assuming there's miles of stuff on the cutting room floor that we just didn't get to see. Because... They only gave her, there was just so little of her, I wish there was more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so those were kind of my biggest You know, I got to admit, I, I did not see the um, the identity of, uh, you know, uh, the big bad uh, until he showed up. And then I'm like, oh, he he's suddenly in, in uh, Bavaria now. Okay, so now I know yeah. him. Oh, well, because for me, it was just like, Professor Lupin is Aries? What? <laughs> no! But lately, he's been playing bad guys so much. I think that's why I was like, oh, he's the bad guy. (laughs) (laughs) Though I have to admit... Uh, uh, he sure he can be a god, but I'm sorry he could not have he could not have rocked the pedo stash in ancient Greece. <laughs> it just wouldn't happen. Couldn't he have just shaved it, or yeah. just give a full beard? Couldn't yeah. they have given him a full beard? Because they yeah. had other British guys with full beards. Yeah. I mean, come I, on. I, but again, I'm going to remember pedo stash <laughs> for, for a the long rest time. of my life. Yes, that's going to be. I didn't know how to put it into words, and you've just given me <laughs> the perfect descriptor. You're welcome, John the Walking Thesaurus. Anyway, yeah. yeah, no, that was that's a that's a big one right there, John. 
Okay, um, I, I'm I'm obviously going to be the uh, uh, the the heel in this one. Oh boy, um, here we go. Uh, act three sucked balls. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I don't there, completely there disagree significant, with you. And for me, the um, I also uh, when when it ended, the, my first thought was, I wonder if they gave the uh, the writers for um, uh, the first Captain America movie uh, dual writing credit on this <laughs> because the death. You know, uh, so this is twice in a superhero movie that they've killed a Steve played by a Chris <laughs> by having the plane crash. Okay, or explode, or, or explode. explode, or explode. Uh, you know, killed him in a plane. And I'm so, I'm sorry. A that, really big experimental looking plane. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But I they mean, had it, fi- a fictional. Oh, oh uh, but weapon but, on but it. how yes. is this a great big experimental plane carrying secret weapons that is going to destroy entire cities? Uh, okay, yeah, I've seen, seen this it. before. <laughs> yeah, no, that's you know what, John. And I'm is, sorry, me, meeting the Howling Commandos in a bar and picking them up there. Yeah, I've seen that before. That's a good point. Those those characters. Thank God they were different characters. The characters were outstanding, and the yes. actors were great. I yes. love those characters. But, but you're right; the story beats were the same. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and, and that 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 bugged me. No, and I think that's I think that's really fair. I think there was some stuff in the third act, especially against the fight with Ares, while even though it did look super animated and took me out of the story, I still said this dude, he is the god of war and he is now th- you know commanding grenades to throw themselves. Mm-hmm. He has got swords that he's making out of scrap metal. And you know, there there was there was there was and I'm just saying it's nothing more than surface level. There was some stuff like that which I really enjoyed, but I'm totally with you. You know, you you opened my eyes to that one. Yeah, 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 that was and and that was that was that was my main complaint. That basically took the movie from a you know from it it took it down a level, which I'll you know explain what we're talking about our (laughs) our rating. I was Um, able to shut my brain off for that and just enjoy it for what it was. Okay, so I yeah, you said all that stuff, and I'm like, yeah, I guess he's right, but it works. It works yeah. for a reason. Yeah. No, it's it's. I, I see where John's going, and I, and I definitely see where you're going, and I think I'm somewhere in the middle. I mean, I enjoyed the third act, but I didn't. I while I didn't hate it, you know, I enjoyed it enough. I felt like it served the narrative. You had to wrap it up, but I, you're right, John. I, I think you know. I didn't think about it until you brought it up, and I'm like, well. Hmm, I might have to think, rethink my score on the fly here. So, yeah. o- o- only problem I had with the movie. By the way, the um, the, the Ares power set I thought was incredibly well thought out. Yes. The God yeah. of War controls metal. It makes perfect sense. Yeah, you know, like like metal weapons and, and and all that. I mean, he can make his own armor. But yeah, everything he's doing is throwing various types of metal around. You never saw him. Really, I mean, there was something he, with with like the he made that giant sword out of scrap metal, which yeah. I just thought looked fucking that was awesome. awesome. Yeah. Well, two, he like he's yeah. like rolling in with like two swords. That yeah. was no, you're right. There's something he did with like lifting up a huge chunk of, of, of asphalt or yeah. something. Yeah. But, but yeah, but maybe it was like reinforced or something. I don't know. But everything he I was think doing, he just had you know Gonzo telekinesis. Yeah, well, he's yeah. he's a god, and all the and I assume. That he's inspired all these weapons. So yeah. of course, if he's the god of war and these are weapons of war, 
they're te- I mean theoretically they're his. Yeah. So of course Good he's going to have control over. That them. makes sense. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. then like you know the the the, the metal the um you know, I don't know electromagnetism and the lightning and stuff his his powers all made sense to me. They were and, all very Greek god. Yeah. Yes. Very he, much. So. Very. I mean he, it's it's saying Greek. He's the god. son of Zeus and he throws lightning around. Makes sense. Makes sense. And yes. I want to say the costume. I remember seeing that costume in the comics. Yeah. Around. Uh, 2007. I thought Skyrim. Maybe. <laughs> I thought I'm like that's straight out of Skyrim. <laughs> I was like, I know I've seen that. Before. Straight out of Skyrim. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Wow. I, I remember reading. Let the memes fly yeah. with OG that one. Gamer. I remember reading uh, Jeff Johns' Teen Titans, and they yes. had this little subplot yep. where Ares gives Wonder Girl uh, a lasso that can electrocute people, and he wore that a very similar costume to that yeah. in those scenes. So I thought that that was another like neat little comic callback yeah. that they did. No, very good point. I think I really would have liked the George Perez, you know, like no face Ares and just the red eyes coming out of the Greek helm. The Spartan helmet would have been really dope. Yeah, thing, I wish they did that. Yeah. One thing we thought was um, like a, a, another way of making the third act better was: what if there was no Ares, or what if what if he was conceptual? Yeah. Mean, what if it was just like you're fighting war? Right. The god of war is just a concept. And I would have, have been disappointed by that, honestly. Okay, that would have been a letdown for me. They're, they're, they're well, just because the, the the way that they had set up the beginning, mm. it wasn't that the gods were conceptual. The gods were gods, or right. the first su- superhumans. Like but when I, I looked on, I'm sorry, but when no, Hel- 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 Hippolyta opened the the quote unquote storybook, which was that much cooler oh. than yes. the Dark World. Okay, that was, yes. awesome. <laughs> that was obviously what she wanted to do. Right. The Dark she World. Wanted she wanted to do this, better. and Kevin Feige's going, "No, but I got all these CG guys in Korea who can do all kind of curly cues and shit." No, <laughs> fuck you. Okay. <laughs> so, I, I'm sorry. Don't mince words. Jim. No, Tell but I mean, feel. fuck you. Almost had the woman. Who drove Charlize Theron right up to the Oscar stage and said, get the fuck up there and get your statue. And you can't close the deal on her. And instead you go to the other television guy who, yeah, granted, he directed some good episodes of Game of Thrones, but she directed fucking Monster. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. It was just 10. I'm, I'm, He's not going to let this go. I can't. That <laughs> thing is in my heart still. As good as Kevin Feige is, he... he as Robert De Niro said, you blow it! <laughs> okay. Um, but there was one thing in the storybook that I saw just for a brief moment, especially for the faraway shot of the gods on the mountain. I thought it for a second I saw the Justice League. Oh, interesting. You know, just in the way that they've been marketing Justice League recently. And then, of course, calling back, I think, John, your favorite run of Justice League, like mine, is the Grant Morrison yes. run. Yes. We're the core going, seven. The core seven. And then he, when he grew the cast, he grew the cast to match the cast of the gods of Olympus. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Where Superman is Zeus, Batman is Pluto, you know, Aquaman is Poseidon, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And just for a split second, I'm looking at that and it, it was just like, these are Ooh. the first super things. Like, mm-hmm. Right. They're between little G God and big G God, you know, and yeah. it's just like, wow. And I was just on. And for a split second, I thought I saw Superman up there. And then I realized I, I just saw, you know, Zeus and Poseidon and all them. But just for a minute, that just inspired me for a minute. 
and I'm thinking, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I know that there's, you know, uh, stuff going on with, you know, unfortunately there was a family tragedy for Zack Snyder right. where he can't finish the film and Joss yeah. Whedon is stepping in and, you know, I don't want to bring anything down, but, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, so whatever his story is, Joss needs to do it beat for beat. Okay. He can't make it a Joss Whedon joint right. at right. the end. Right. But what I'm saying is, is that I'm kind of hoping that the small Justice League becomes a bigger Justice League that's sort of like, no, we're the gods of fucking Olympus now. You yeah. know, that's right. that's what I'm that was just a, a quick little thing that I wanted to say there on that. So yes. <laughs> so <laughs> is, it, that, is it Tiara with, time? I think it's Tiara time since I ran out of breath on that one. <laughs> Unless anybody else has anything. Nah, I'm uh, uh, the only thing I would say is is as a girl, what one of the things I loved about it was taking the scene where they put in all kinds of female movies where she's trying on clothes and look at her pretty outfits. And oh, change. good point. I love the fact that they totally switched that up. So it was like, how, does a woman how do you move in this how shit? How do you fight? <laughs> and, like, and she's ripping it and she's like kicking. I loved that. All that down to Abby era costuming. Yes, oh, that was great. And then she's she fucking destroying out, it. She wasn't in something skimpy. No. She wasn't mm-hmm. in something revealing. She wasn't in something sexy. She was in a very... Appropriate, yes. you know, business-like, feminine. It it, a, it really a tire was of a, the era. right, and yeah. it worked so well. It just worked so well. So and to me, she that can was move one in of those, it. And she can move in it. So yes. it's one of those little things that I felt as a girl. I'm like, oh, thank God. I also <laughs> think it added to uh, her commanding respect from the other men in leadership, which they were not used to. Right. Yeah. And so th- I think that's part of why they were just like, why is this woman here? Because she looked like she meant business. Yes. Right. And right. I will say this. There was something about her which got uh, Lord Morgan slash Aries' yes. attention. Like, he wasn't sure about her. Like, like she just I'm, walked I'm in really... and she doesn't think it's wrong to be in this room. She... She's not, you know. Could she? No. Right. Really? She's not it, it, British. Right. She's... <laughs> Look at my pedo mustache. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like twirling it in yeah. wonder. Hello. <laughs> you know, um, in that time, at that time in the movie, the other thing that I liked was um, the fact that uh, she is striding through uh, through uh, London. Uh, they're heading, you know, towards the the uh, you know the offices and stuff like that, and she's wearing this like huge black cloak, flapping, you know, flapping open. Wearing, as you said, skimpy clothing underneath, yep. not caring a whit about right. any of it. And people's and sh- were going, Whoa. Well, It's Trevor's <laughs> the one that's freaking out. Yeah. Right. He's like, oh, no, you got to cover up. What are you doing? <laughs> he, he's the one that is like, you can't dress like that. It's right. not right. Like, he's been to the place that all men dream of. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. But <laughs> when he gets back into the real world, it's like, you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> she did it. So... One last thing, and then we can go to, to great. One last thing. I promise this is it. And that is when they did reshoots for this film, Gal Gadot was either five or six months Lunch pregnant. pregnant. Oh, that's right. Yep. And they green screened the bun in the oven. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you something if you can move and kick ass when you're six months pregnant, pregnant men, we are the weaker sex. <laughs> Amen. I'm sorry. We were born weak. I stub my toe, I cry for a week. Okay? <laughs> Women give birth to a fucking bowling ball that screams at you, okay? For years. For years. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, and scene. All right. I've brought that up to almost everybody who's yeah. asked me about it because that's just such an impressive story I, to I'm me. Blown and, away and by her. The and when, what, I mean, honestly, as much as we saw the CGI for certain things, that never. No. So I never no. saw that. So whenever she was doing that, I'm totally beyond. So impressed. to the entire VFX team. You guys are the shit. Yeah. Okay. And when well done. That just the dedication to that role mm-hmm. is just. She had every right to just be like, mm, I did what I I'm going to do. You do can do get a stunt, a stunt double. Unfortunately, yeah. she did not have the right because she signed a contract saying she was going to do <laughs> reshoots. <laughs> oh, she could have said, I need a stunt double due to oh, medical. Yeah. No, right. no, no. I, and, you're right. I'm you know. just messing. But um, yeah, I, I just think that Gal Gadot has now moved up a notch in right. in the uh, Hollywood hierarchy. And I can't wait. November, we get to see her again in Justice League. Right. And I'm feeling a little bit more confident. I yeah. really want to see Justice League I now. Really, <laughs> and I also want to see Momoa as Aquaman going, oh, yeah, yeah. God. <laughs> so, you know. I, Does I he have, get to throw an axe in this I one? I can't <laughs> wait for fucking heavy metal Aquaman. It's going to be the shit. You so. know, I'm pretty sure I, I hate to rain on the parade, but uh, Justice League is going to be shit because of Batman versus Superman. Yeah. I think I'm going to punch the beard off your face. <laughs> I swear to God. I'm just trying to. God damn it, Messinger. I'm I swear trying. To... I'm trying. It's out of love. No, I, I don't know. want you I guys to get Everybody yeah. has their right to their opinion except you. So, uh. no, I'm kidding. Look, it could be shit. And you know what? The original cut of Batman v Superman was shit. It was absolute shit. I went there with my wife and was the first thing I do after after we got to see it. That was okay. That is like the first sign of denial right yeah. there. Yeah, that's true. When you go see a movie. And then it took about 24 hours for it to set in going, fuck. That's what you I said know. after Phantom. Now, all right, guys, it's Tierra time. We've had our talk about what we love, which was sure a whole lot more than what we didn't like oh, about the film. Absolutely. Very much. So, John, I think you've already identified yourself as the <laughs> Russian judge today. Yes. So, not, not quite that bad. Adam is normally the Russian judge. Normally, in this, yeah. But so, um, so tell me, Sergey, um, how many tiaras are you giving this film? The Act 3 um, uh, blow-up uh, dropped it from a 5 to a 4.5. Okay. I got to take a full half point off of it for that. But that's it. That's I, it. That's th- really impressive. Yeah, no, I mean, as bad as that third act was, everything leading up to it was freaking amazing. Right. That's it? A yeah. 4.5? I thought 4. he was going to go 4. I thought he was going to go 4, too. I thought, was gonna I thought he was going to go 3.5. Yeah. Oh. I, I mean, it was, it's, I mean, yeah. I mean, wow, I'm blown away. That's how much, that's how good Wonder Woman is. Mm-hmm. Rachel? I have to agree with John, 4.5. 4.5. And, and again, you know how everyone says they'd watch the last 15 minutes of Rogue One just yeah. to watch Darth Vader yep. do Darth Vader? Uh-huh. I'd watch that No Man Land scene 50 times in a row and be <laughs> just as like, holy fucking shit, this is awesome. The hair, so, the hair on my arm stood oh, on was, end. I yeah. was I was almost in tears yeah. watching that sequence. Adam, what did you think of it? I'm four four and a half as well. Four and a half as well. Uh, I I was thinking about four, and then as we were talking, that's when I when we came in, I was thinking, yeah, it was a four out of five, but the more I'm talking about it the more I'm just like, yeah, man, that movie stuck with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really enjoyed it. You talked about earlier the first Captain America movie and how this mimicked that. Mm-hmm. While I liked that movie, 
I can't recall a whole lot out of it. <laughs> and, and I remember thinking, turn the human torch on. Turn the human torch on. <laughs> well, I mean, Just it break w- that glass, damn it. As, as I'm sitting there watching that movie, I'm like, yeah, this is good. And then I, it didn't make a lasting impact on me. This movie made a lasting impact on me. Right. I'm going to remember this movie. I'm not going to have trouble going, I should probably go watch that again to refresh my memory. Right. Uh, so, yeah, this was a solid 4.5 to me. You know, I was going to go 4.5, especially after... After what uh, John Wright said here, um, I was very close to that. But I'm actually going to go a little bit higher. Not a lot. It's not a perfect film. <laughs> okay, and I've established that there were moments where I was completely taken out of that film. So I cannot ignore that. However, I'm going to add a quarter point for what this film did for superheroes and cinema and for young girls and young women. And for young men and boys, that you can look up to a woman and say, she is powerful, she can kick ass, she can look good doing it. And I think that both you know, boys and girls can look up to a, to a character like Wonder Woman and equally be inspired by it. I think that Patty Jenkins has done something revolutionary mm-hmm. in, in summer and, blockbuster cinema. And she's still feminine. And she's still yes. You don't take, just because she's powerful, you know, so many times they represent powerful women and they're She's not like a roided out know, bodybuilder no. or anything like she's, that. Or mimicking masculinity. Right. right. Yeah. She, she's and just pure I thought, feminine power. And I thought, and, and I don't know how you guys felt, I thought that when they first an, announced Gal Gadot, I'm like, fuck, an underwear model, <laughs> you know, Fast For and me, Furious For me, it was the Fast, girl, yeah. The you know, fast and, and I'm thinking, can, couldn't they get somebody a little bit more bulky, you know, somebody yeah. who looks more muscular. And you know what? I get it now. Right. Mm-hmm. I get it now. It's selling the femininity. She, she she wanted to still be a woman. To be a woman. Right. And What's and funny is when they casted her, I think I was already... Because at that point, did they show Doomsday after they'd revealed they casted her? Oh, yeah. I think that... Because I yeah. saw Doomsday and I was already done with that movie. Don't get me started. <laughs> I, that and, still pisses me off about that. Yeah, because I was just like, oh, Doomsday's in this? I'm already... I'll go see it to see it, but I'm out. Yeah. And so by that time, I just kind of wrote her off as like another, like, well, I'm out of this She was movie, still so. the best part of that film. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I'll tell you what. Um, I'm going to say it out loud. My official score for Wonder Woman... Uh, God bless you, Patty Jenkins. You are doing the Lord's work, and I can't wait for the sequel, 4.75. All right. I mean, it is... And look, this is not to say that it is going to be an Academy Award-winning film, but it accomplished what a summer blockbuster should accomplish. This is the roadmap, and I also have to score it better than Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. So there you go. (laughs) 4.75 almost a perfect five tiaras, but (laughs) 4.75, I just had to take the back of it. But if you bend it, it'll still stay on your head. (laughs) So look, um, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, John, you've been back a couple of times. Mm-hmm. I hope you keep coming back. Rachel, we want you back here in the graphic content studio. I'll do it again. <laughs> okay, and we'll talk pop culture and the comics that you've read and stuff like that. We'd love to have Monstrous you more. Read Mon- Monstrous. Monstrous. Oh. Fucking amazing. Um, before we go... Uh, well, you see, Adam always does I do this, this <laughs> because <laughs> this is, I always One start. To, I always, if you've listened to the podcast now, yeah. 19 episodes, I'm just about to sign off. He says one more thing that turns into a big giant thing, and then we turn the mics off, and he goes, 
man, our podcasts are too fucking long. <laughs> Do you fucking think? Anyways. So. I only say that because I know Jim edits them. Uh, but uh, a cool little moment for me was, mm-hmm. so I have long hair and I had it in a ponytail. And so I start to unravel my hair and then right is on screen. She starts to unravel her hair, and she goes off and starts fucking fighting. And I was just and you're like, thinking, "I'm doing yeah. it." I was just like, "Holy shit, we're Adam, doing the same Adam thing." Adam kind of shimmered a little bit. I, I he didn't wants even to be know one it. of those hair commercials. He's he he's wondering, "What does she use? Tresemme? I don't know." Yeah, I, only her hairdresser a, knows a weird for sure. Little, it was just a weird little thing that I was like, "Oh, that's fucking cool." <laughs> um, and then. I was hoping that we could go around and give recommendations for uh, Wonder Woman reading material. Or, or viewing material, for that matter. Mm. So uh, I'll kick it off right there. Um, uh, uh, Greg Rucka, as people know, is one of my favorite comic book writers. Um, you know, Queen and Country. Uh, his work on Batman. His work on... on uh, um, fuck, I'm totally drawing a blank here. Did I say Queen and Country already? You said Queen and I Country. Love, I love his novels, Stumptown. Lazarus, Stumptown, Black Magic, oh, yes. that they're going back to now that they finished their yeah. run. Can't wait for that. But Greg Rucka did an original hardcover graphic novel with J.G. Jones some years ago called Batman Wonder Woman, The Hicatea. And it was probably the first story that I think took her origin in Greek myth seriously, where somebody... This, there was this girl who was having a problem, and this young woman researched Greek mythology and, and found a way to have Wonder Woman, by performing this ceremony, have Wonder Woman agree to become her personal protector. Huh. Guess what she needed protecting from? Batman. Nice. <laughs> oh, no. Batman. And the cover was done by Alex Ross, and it's Batman's head on the ground under Wonder Woman's boot. Oh, nice. That is all you see. So I don't know if it's in print anymore. They just put uh, out uh, Wonder Woman by Greg Rucka, Volume 1, and it's contained in that. Fantastic. Oh, nice. So get that collection again. And then J.G. Jones is one of the gifts of the comic book industry. This guy is one of the most amazing illustrators. The work that he did with like Grant Morrison on Marvel Boy back in the day, <laughs> fucking amazing. So the art is absolutely beautiful. So there's rarely been a better depiction of Batman. I mean, Batman and Wonder Woman, what's the difference between these, these two characters you find out in this story? So anyway, John. Uh, I I actually uh, I have two that I have to uh, that I have to go with um, because and they're so diametrically opposed um, and I'm actually gonna uh, start with the uh, the one I was gonna do second because your segue about Batman and Wonder Woman uh, reminded me of the um, Justice League cartoon oh and yes. the relationship between uh, between Batman and Wonder Woman in JLA and uh, JLA Unlimited is freaking amazing and actually led to one of the greatest Batman moments in the history of the animated series. And that is when uh, Wonder Woman is transformed into a pig by Cersei. Uh, and Wonder Pig is loose in the city and has to be f- tracked down by fucking Bawana Beast. Okay? They get oh, Bawana Beast to track One of the worst down. characters in DC Comics But ever. oh my God, it was just so much fun I mean, seeing him track, tr- trying to track, track down Wonder pig. Woman. And she gets she gets caught and, ta- and they're in Chicago, so she's taken to like the slaughterhouse. 
and she leads a rebellion of pigs in the slaughterhouse, nice. and they and they, and they get free, and 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 to convince her to um uh, to convince Cersei to to. Uh, uh, undo the spell. Um, uh, uh, Batman must sing. So <laughs> I know it. it, it, it I remember it, it all now. And and it's it's the it, it's one of the greatest Batman moments. Um, but it really tied into um, Wonder Woman Batman's relationship, which was really evolving throughout that series. And they never they never get, you know really closed the deal on it. But there's a lot of of suggestion there. And they did the same thing in Joe Kelly's run on JLA after he took over. And I you can tell that was inspired by it the was jail, ins- it the was Justice inspired by that okay. it, with great art by Doug Monkey at that time. So um, so 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 yeah, uh, uh, Wonder Woman in the Justice League cartoon yep. is amazing. Yep, inc- incredibly powerful and and feminine in the same way that uh, uh, Gal Gadot is. And uh, the other one is uh, George Perez's run on yeah. on Wonder Woman. I mean, just visually, that was. Unlike anything that anybody had ever seen, and 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 he, his vision of Olympus was a uh, was Rome or, or a Greek city that was in the form of a tesseract. It had like you know it was growing in all different directions and was multidimensional, and it just uh, uh, there. You know, I think they still probably have trades of that. So uh, they just—that's another one they just started to reissue. Oh, great! And so they put yeah, they put uh, George Perez. Uh, and they're doing omnibuses of it. Uh, so the giant yeah. 24-issue collection. Yeah, so I think they're going to collect the entire thing in two omnibuses. Oh, that's great. And then, yeah, they they just put out the trade paperbacks of uh, Wonder Woman by George Perez, Volume 1. Excellent. Yeah, check that out. Excellent. Rachel, do you know any Wonder Woman source material that people should watch well, or read? Well, I got to go 70s Linda Carter. Wonder Woman! There you go. I do, mean, do, do, the do, do, spinning do, 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 do. and the, you know, the flash of light. She does the whole thing. Again... Admittedly, there's I don't have a lot of other things, but I know for me as a kid, uh-huh. still seeing her do that, that was still powerful. It was still someone I looked up to. It was still someone I wanted to be. I thought it was dope that she could spin and then come out with like a skateboard and yeah, like I knee mean, pads I mean, it's and a 70s helmet. television, so you're that gonna was get some fucking awesome. And then she spun but, into a scuba suit. Yeah, once. her full size swimsuit. Yeah, was yeah that was the shit. I but, love that stuff. But still, it, it it's one of those things that, especially if you are our age and you grew up, yep. it really informed watching who she was yes. and, and everything else. So it, for me, it's it's where I connected with Wonder Woman. And I've, I've read some comics. I can't, you know, think of names and stuff. Sure, but, no, but... But but for me, when I think of... That's the first thing I think of, and I think of Wonder Woman! You know, I yeah. think of that whole thing, so... God, I was listening... I For some reason yesterday, I just put it on Google Play, and I listened to the entire the theme song. The theme yeah. song, yeah. That theme song gets some funky beat <laughs> going yeah. down to yeah. it. it. I wonder if... In your satin tights, yes. fighting for our <laughs> rights, <laughs> and the old oh. red, white, and blue. Yes. I mean... <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. Gotta salute that. I yeah, we're saluting now. So Adam, what about you? Uh as I said You get one. I well, <laughs> it's it's gonna be Azarel. It's gonna be Azarel Own Cheng. There uh, you go. They did six volumes. Uh and it's all named like Metal, Blood, Sweat. They're all like pretty awesome, pretty awesome names, I yeah. thought. And then they also released it in an absolute format. Ooh. Where you get all of it. Well, oh, you wow. get the or two. F- you get the first, I think, twelve or sixteen issues, okay. something like that. And it's it was fantastic. It was truly for me 
the uh, the epitome of the character. And the first time I said, oh, okay, there's been a definitive Wonder Woman run that I can relate to yeah. uh, for my generation. Yep. Mm-hmm. No, that's, that, that's all great call-outs. So, look... If you couldn't pick up on it, because we've been talking about Man of Steel <laughs> and and Wonder Woman recommendations for the last 20 or 30 minutes, let me put it to you succinctly. Go see Wonder Woman in theaters now. Pay the price. We all saw it in standard definition last night, or, right. or 2D, I should say. <laughs> if you want to go see it in 3D, fine. Go get blind. I don't care. But just go see the movie, okay? You, if It's so fucking good. You will just forget all of the contextual stuff. If you just want to see a great movie, go see Wonder Woman. Does that sound right? Absolutely. Okay. So we do this thing around the the round table, Rachel. So uh, I'm going to start with Adam, and then I'll come to me. Adam, where can the kids find you online? Uh, I'm. She's laughing. <laughs> She's like, I don't want to be found. <laughs> Good luck finding me. <laughs> uh, at Adam S. Messinger on everything uh, Twitter, Instagram. I got a Facebook fan page. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to start posting some stuff uh, from a secret project I'm working on, hopefully soon. And I've also got yep. some, some music up there. So, I mean, yeah, if anything, anything you want to keep up with me creatively on, uh, just, yeah, hit me up on those social networks. I got my emails, adamsmessinger at gmail.com. There you go. So, John, where, where can the people find you and your projects? Uh, Mecca versus Kaiju.com. We'll uh, link to everything. You can also go to at um, Mecca V Kaiju on Twitter. Uh, if you are looking for a physical copy of my book, go, please, please <laughs> go to your friendly local gaming shop. And, um, and, and if you don't see it there, ask for it and support your, uh, your, fr- support your gaming shop and your comic shop. Uh, or you can go to uh, RPG Now to find uh, electronic copies. Cool. Uh, Rachel. Do you want to share, or do you just want to be an, the anonymous faces online? I was going to say, I have a Twitter. It's at Tardis Hoovian. Um, oh, so you can't, oh, my God, Are you at all awesome. surprised by the, that? The fact um, that she got that one is amazing. <laughs> that is impressive. Actually, I saw one the other day. It was Tardis Tits. <laughs> oh. I was like, what you, the fuck? <laughs> you, ha- like, you had the chance. You could have gotten it. I could have gotten TARDIS tits, I guess. But yes, TARDIS Indian. <laughs> I think oh. you just broke Jim. Oh, my God. That was amazing. But yeah, so so that was so be... Tardis Hoovian. So, but again, sh- you have to like Doctor Who, Sherlock, Supernatural, because that's all I put on. Well, that we're, stuff. we're <laughs> you know, I, I think it's a safe bet that we're going to be talking about stuff coming out in Geek TV coming out in the fall. We'd love to have you back for that. I would love to come back. And uh, you know, we've got some other geek movies coming out this summer. Spider Man. Well. Yeah, we got Spider Man Homecoming. Oh Shit, yeah, shit, that's just next month. Yeah, I was talking uh, with your husband, Rachel, about how we're going to have five or six superhero movies this year. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was mentioning that, yeah. And, yeah. It's uh, an amazing time we live in. It was golden remember era. Remember when we were kids and you had to, like, search this shit out? Yeah. and You, you couldn't get, we had find it. We had or, to put and when the, you found it, it wasn't good. We had, yeah, we had Greatest to, American Hero. Not that I'm dissing Greatest American Hero. I loved Greatest American we Hero. We all did. But that was our hero In 1982, <laughs> that was as close as we were getting that shit on TV. Very so. much so. The Marvel Prism videos that had the oh. shitty, <laughs> shitty Fantastic oh. Four with Herbie oh. and that kind of bullshit. 
the uh, the the nineties Captain America with the uh, rubber ears. Oh God. Oh. Okay, that's it. I'm closing <laughs> this shit down. Jim, you, where can we find you online? Yeah, there we go, Jim. You can find me at Jimmers with three M's on the Twitter. Mm. On the Instagram, you can find me at Jimmers with five M's, and you pronounce it <laughs> Jimmers. Yeah, I suck. Okay. I think you should have gone with TARDIS tits. I think I should have. <laughs> I, you know, I got a pair. Um, you well, know, he I could have done tall TARDIS tits. Tall TARDIS tits. <laughs> that I know is open. Tall TARDIS tits. Okay, so anyway, Jimmers with three M's on Twitter. Jimmers with five M's on Instagram. I am on Facebook, at Jim Mason. Uh, don't forget... Facebook is also the home to the official graphic content uh, webpage or Facebook page uh, at Graphic Podcast, which is also the show's Twitter handle. If you would like to send us an email, especially if you are a creator looking to have your property reviewed or possibly interview you about your property, you can hit us up at thereal.graphiccontent at gmail.com. Adam, what have I forgotten? Oh, Instagram. Instagram, Our Instagram is actually... And that's what I was trying to look up on my phone. Graphic content dot dot podcast. That's what it was. I couldn't remember if the dot came at graphic dot content podcaster. Yeah, it's graphic content dot podcast. We're also graphic. You said graphic podcast on Twitter. Yeah, at graphic podcast on Twitter. You could just look up graphic content podcast and it pops up there. And look, send us some notes. I God knows, I, I don't even have a time indicator for how long we've been here. I think it's well over an hour and a half now at this point. So thank you for sticking with us through this podcast. And until next time, go read a comic. And after that, listen to graphic content.